Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh Oh my! Welcome back to our Goblet of Wine is Better, our series about the Harry Potter books, movies, and everything in between. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 13 and 14 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And it's getting good. Yay! It's getting there. <laughs> and the chapters are The Very Secret Diary and uh, Cornelius Fudge. I couldn't yeah. think of his first name. <laughs> I knew it was Fudge. I knew it was the Fudge it's chapter, like, but I couldn't think of his chapter. name. Yeah. I was like, uh, it's fine. It's just a fudge chapter, it's fine. Yeah, it's fudge. But before we get into the chapters, we have another review! Yay! Woo! Super exciting. Yes. So this review is from Boom1121, and they said, Pretty good podcast. The dynamic in between the two co-stars is very funny and entertaining, especially when they get into a discussion of opposing opinions. If you are not a hardcore fan but like learning tidbits you've never heard of before from any of their series, I recommend listening to this. Yeah, they are quote-unquote long podcasts, but that's what makes them so good and fun. Keep up the good job, and I can't wait to listen to more episodes that come out. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Talk about the book. (laughs) The book. Let's go. So chapter 13, The Very Secret Diary. So we have kind of the same first note. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what were you about to go off on? Nothing. I was just, oh, okay. just saying I hadn't switched back to your thing, so I hadn't even looked at your first note. Oh, well, we have basically the same first note. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, the, the beginning of this chapter just starts out with it being like, Hermione was in the hospital for several weeks, and we were both like, several weeks? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Madame Pomfrey couldn't figure out how to cure it? <laughs> I mean, either it was going to take her that long to cure it anyways, or it's because Hermione never told her what actually happened. Yep. And so that caused it to be a delayed process of curing her. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what I said. I was like, maybe we were right about our thoughts on them lying about how mm-hmm. it happened. Because this is just a recurring theme of the school finding out about everything. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, how did the school find out about Hermione being disfigured as a cat person? Yeah. My guess is that someone just went into the hospital wing for one reason, saw Hermione, and went, oh my god, I have to tell everyone. Yeah, I think that's probably what it was. Yeah, that's my guess, at least. Um, I think it's funny that um, that Ron and Harry went to visit her, obviously, like, bring her her homework and all that, because she yeah. wanted it. Oh, yeah. But Ron sees the get well card from Lockhart, and he gets really angry about it. <laughs> I mean, it's because she has it under her pillow. It made me she laugh was so sleeping much. on it. Yeah, she was sleeping on it, but she was also trying to hide it from him. I which, know. Like, shows the other side of that coin. Yes. Yes. 
that there's something there. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought it was it was funny and kind of cute. But also I don't really like Ron, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, understood. Understood. Um, so the next thing we kind of see is like Harry and Ron going back through the castle and they like kind of come across Filch. They don't really come across him, but they hear him and Filch yeah. is all kind of like he's upset about all this water in the hallway and he's like, I'm gonna go talk to Dumbledore and yeah. whatnot. And I'm kind of like, okay, so how and why did Hogwarts appoint a squib to be like the caretaker of the castle? I am very unsure about how that happened. Like for one thing, make sense. yeah. For one thing, like he's one person for a huge castle. Yeah. Two, he doesn't have any magic. So how yeah. is he best for the job? He's not. He's not. <laughs> but it's Dumbledore. So what are you yeah. gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> and like Dumbledore is definitely this at least at this point he's kind of this person who kind of tries to help like the less fortunate in a way like he gave Hagrid a position at Hogwarts yeah uh he's I assume he gave Filch this position probably um, and later on we also see that Trelawney isn't actually thrown out even after she's fired yeah oh yeah that too So this is just kind of the person he is he like helps the less fortunate yeah, definitely. So I'm like, how did that come about? Like, I need a story just about this. <laughs> I would be very interested in that. Like, at least like a novella or something. Yeah. Like a short little little tidbit about how Filch came to be at Hogwarts. Or at least just like an essay or something. Like, yeah. this is what happened. Anything. Anything, please. Just not Joe's typical cop out of, well, it's the way it is because it's the way it is. Yep. Because we all know how we like that. Mm-hmm. We don't. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I agree. I think that's rough. Mm-hmm. But also, I was laughing because I was like, uh oh, Myrtle flooded the toilet again, or her- flooded her bathroom again. Yep. Honestly, but like, obviously, she didn't flood it. <laughs> well, she. Well, she did. But... She's not the reason it flooded, though. Yeah, she is. Mm-mm. No, I because haven't... the book went down and then it blew back up. It wasn't able to make it. Like, it's like when a toilet gets clogged. I don't think it was flushed, though. I think it was just tossed in the toilet. No, it was flushed. I don't think so. It was, because how I would she be in the U-Bend so. and have it go through her? I mean, I asked that, too. That's I was what like, I'm saying. How is Myrtle chilling in here? But I... That's what I'm saying. Even still, with Myrtle so upset as she is, I still believe that she's the reason the bathroom flooded. It's definitely partially the book's fault, though. Uh, I don't think so. That's how things flood. I disagree. Then you do not understand how toilets work. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. I was saying, because the reason... Okay, hold on. Sorry to continue on this. The reason yeah. why I don't think it's the- that the book was flushed is because Myrtle says that something was thrown at her. And keeps yeah. repeating that it was thrown. So how would it be thrown at her with her in the U bend anyways? Like I don't get that. So I don't I don't think it was flushed. Well that's the thing though, because the U bend is that part right at the bottom of the toilet. Well yeah, I know that. So I still wonder how, how she was chilling in it. So it still it did get flushed. It just didn't I, make it down. I disagree. It flew back out. No, but it did. That's the I thing. Disagree. Ah, Colleen, it got flushed. No, it did not. That's how toilets work. I am aware, but Myrtle would have been the one to make it happen. 
that's my that's my stance on it and i'm sticking with it okay so ron and harry show up after filch like marches away and they go into the bathroom ignoring everything as usual but they go in and like obviously the floor is like soaked and flooded and whatever they're like wondering what could have happened and myrtle explains what happened to her and how like the book came flying at her Mm -hmm. And then Harry's like all logical asshole and goes, but it wouldn't hurt you. So why does it matter? (laughs) And she gets really upset. And then we have the scene that is literally the exact same in the movie where she's like 10 points if it goes through her stomach, 50 points if it goes through her head. They're looking for like the book because Myrtle has told them that the book went through her head and they find it under the sink. And Ron goes, well, don't touch it, Harry. It could be dangerous. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I was kind of like, okay, understood. Yeah, it could be dangerous, but also. It is. <laughs> well, no, not not that. But I mean, like the way Ron thinks it could be dangerous is probably like, mm-hmm. oh, it could curse you. Well, he says that it's basically that way because he talks about other books that have cursed people. Well, yeah, that's no, I'm talking about, though. I mean, like. Ron, as far as I can tell, Ron thinks that if you touch it, you're doomed. Like, that's it. End of your life. Bye-bye. So he's just kind of like, don't touch it. But Harry's like, eh, whatever. It's just a diary. It's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's funny to us that Ron's just kind of like, are you crazy? It could be dangerous. Yeah. Like, come on. And we're all like, it's not that dangerous. Not until it's later. It's been it the influence uh, that's led people to die. So, But... They look at the journal diary, whatever you want to call it. I guess it's diary. It's the same thing, though. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking of a, a very Potter senior year when Voldemort's just kind of like my diary. Uh, d- shit, yeah. journal. Yeah. <laughs> <a> journal. <laughs> well, whatever you call it, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter what yeah. you write in it. It's all the same. But it's a, it's a 50 year old diary. So mm-hmm. they look at it. Um, and there's nothing inside of it. So they're very confused. But they also figure out that it's from this person named Tom Riddle. Ooh. Yes. But we don't know who Tom Riddle yeah. is. <laughs> no, we don't. But And then ooh. Harry's like, oh, I know where that place is. <laughs> and it's like a muggle area what? from where, where it came from. Oh, yeah. Oh, where it came from. I was like, what do you mean he knows so, what that place is? We haven't discussed and so any then place. And Harry's like, well, he must have been muggle-born. So. Yeah. Or at yeah. least raised by muggles. And so they're already making muggle. assumptions about Tom Riddle. And so I was kind of like, at the very least, you know, Voldemort is like 61 well, years think, old. At the very he least. he like his fourth or fifth year? He was in his fifth year. So he would have been see, 15. Well, see, my so fir- would have been like 65 at Well, least. we don't... Well, we... We don't know that yet. So that's why I said at the very oh. least, Voldemort is 61. And then I went update, at least 65. Oh, I didn't even see the update. So, yeah, look at that date. now. Come on. So, hold on, by the way, if you guys become patrons, you can see these true. updates. Yeah. We post our show yeah. notes. So Myrtle disappeared once Harry went to go pick up the diary. Like, what? She's not mentioned ever again in yeah, the scene. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because Harry just goes and picks it up and I don't, she's gone. I don't like, think okay. she was just 
gone necessarily. I don't think so either, but she's never well, mentioned they again. They weren't caring about her anymore. I know, but you would think that she would still be like a prominent figure in the room that they'd be like, oh yeah, she went eh, over there. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, no, knowing how oblivious Harry is. So. Yeah, he's very self-centered. He's not going to be thinking about the ghost in the room. He's just going to talk to Ron. That's true. That's it. It still bugs me that Myrtle isn't mentioned ever again well, in the scene. I'm sorry. Or, well, well, she's mentioned, but not, like, as a character, just as Ron saying something. <laughs> it does not bug me. <laughs> it bugs me. Harry pockets <laughs> the diary, and they leave, obviously. And they go, and they find Hermione. And they're all just chatting. And Harry, like, pulls out the diary. Hermione is finally released from the hospital wing at this point. Surprisingly enough. <laughs> yeah, several weeks later. But... Uh, they bring the diary to Hermione and she's like, oh, this is so exciting. Like, what could it possibly be? I don't know. He was like, oh, it's like empty or whatever. And they they were all kind of like confused, obviously, whenever they realized that it's empty. And I'm pretty sure Hermione definitely was because it's like this old diary. So she was like, oh, it's probably hidden. Yeah, Hermione was basically just kind of like, yeah, I have hidden so powers. So she starts doing all her little tricks to... Well, before, before she even starts doing the tricks is when Ron oh, okay, makes cool. his comments because uh she because hermione says like oh it might have hidden powers and ron is kind of like if it has it's hiding from them very well <laughs> and then he goes maybe it's shy <laughs> that's right that's right that's right i forgot about the shy part yeah oh i thought that's what you're talking about <laughs> no um but i did but write then that quote in well, there. Okay, maybe then it's shy <laughs> you did that's, that's why i thought no. you were going for then i'll yeah, i'll continue because mine is like right next um so you know ron's like maybe it's shy and whatnot and he's like i don't know why you don't check at harry and harry's like well i wish i knew why someone did yeah. try to do that and he's like you know i wouldn't mind knowing how riddle got an award for special services to hogwarts either oh that's right because ron recognized he was cleaning the, the shield or trophy or whatever it was yeah whatever it was in the trophy room that had his name on it it said that riddle got a trophy for yeah. special services and so they're kind of like well you know i wish yeah. i knew and so ron is kind of like well you know it could have been anything maybe he got 30 owls or safety teacher from the giant squid maybe he murdered myrtle that would have done oh. everyone a favor and i was just kind of like ron you're such yeah a that's not nice like that's I didn't not realize nice. he said that. What the hell? He d- oh he did. God. That's why I was just kind of like Ron. Yeah. No. And like on one hand, I'm kind of like, okay, he's only twelve. Okay, but still he doesn't know any better. But he probably still. does know better. That's the thing. His mom is a Molly Weasley. Probably. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Ron being a dick is not excusable by his age. <laughs> yeah, but even still, twelve year olds are not all awful. of them. Just a decent amount of them. Not all of them, but <laughs> for the most part, 12-year-olds are, or at least can yeah. be, awful. So yeah, so Hermione starts trying all of her little tricks. She has like two spells or something, and then something that she rubs on the page. But nothing works. She pulled out what appeared to be a bright red yep. eraser. It's a yep. revealer, and it didn't work. It just made me think of when you would use those pens that had like the invisible ink and they had to use a black light yes, to see yeah because you know black lights were not a th- like they weren't a very popular like everyone had them kind of thing back then so it was like very yeah. in demand but like now we have black lights everywhere so it's like not even a big deal <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i don't notice are. that well like it's not that like it's not like they're every er- everywhere everywhere but like mm-hmm. It's not as big of a deal if you uh, have one kind of thing. Like, people have made them a lot more, like, mainstream, so. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Blacklights are cool. cool. I wish I had one. 
I would like <laughs> to have a black light too. <laughs> That'd be super cool. But yeah, so they they do kind of contemplate the fact that like Riddle's diary might be able to tell them stuff about who opened the chamber the last time and how to stop everything. Mm-hmm. So they they yeah. are optimistic about what could be inside this diary because yeah. they're like, oh well, like who would throw it away? Probably the person who like is opening the chamber and stuff. Like obviously, I don't know. Yeah, they, they do. Well, <laughs> yes, they hold do. on. Uh, and this diary is 50 years old, said Hermione, tapping it excitedly. So? Oh, Ron, wake up, snapped Hermione. We know the person who opened the chamber last time was expelled 50 years ago. We know T.M. Riddle got an award for special services to the school 50 years ago. Well, what if Riddle got his special award for catching the heir of Slytherin? His diary would probably tell us everything, where the chamber is and how to open it and what sort of creature lives in it. The person who's behind the attacks this time wouldn't want that lying yeah. on, but they, oh. That's what, Maybe that's what you're talking right. about. <laughs> well... That I mean, it does, mean, though. Well, it does. <laughs> 100% it does. does. <laughs> but they, there's still more on the... Well, yeah, there's more, but, like, that's basically what I was saying. I see what you're saying, now, But I... I uh, I'm conflicted. You're always conflicted <laughs> about things I say. I'm always conflicted. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think this is just my norm now. <laughs> I just have to deal yes. with Colleen not agreeing with me ever. <laughs> Ever. I will never agree with you Ridiculous. ever again. Um, yep. But yeah, so I did think it was funny because like after they try this, they just kind of give up and Harry like pockets it again. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently like Harry, I think he himself actually was wondering why he was holding on to it for so long too because like it was so pointless. Yeah. There was nothing in it. Um, but he had these feelings of like just wanting to hold it and like have it with him and stuff. And um, my question is like, where is the anger and like where are the the bad side effects of holding a Horcrux? I think for this one in particular, I think it's one of the ones that you have to like this one in particular. You have to interact with for it to start doing the stuff so? to you, and because that's my opinion on it because um, they weren't doing anything with the necklace it was just on them yeah i know but i think this one in particular you have to interact with it in the way that harry does eventually get there um just for it to get in your head and then start doing things okay and then of course it has to be on you but harry had that. it with him the whole time i'm just confused yeah i think he has to interact with it first okay. and he hasn't done that yet Okay, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that one, but maybe. I feel like maybe you're (laughs) giving Joe too much credit here. I mean, I don't think she really thought about how the Horcruxes were going to work until later when they became really important. I think you're giving her too much credit then. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, understood. Understood. They went and found out stuff about Tom Riddle. um, And he sounds like Percy. Like, a lot like Percy. Like, that's... I think that's what Ron says. Like, he comments on how much he sounds like Percy. And I was like, is Percy going to become a serial killer? (laughs) See, the weird thing to me, just because I know who Tom Riddle is, like, I don't see it. I do. I don't, but I think it's only because I know who Tom Riddle is. I mean, so do I, but I still see it. (laughs) I don't. But anyway, so the Mandrakes are almost ready to be used 
to save the petrified individuals. Yes. Um, also, because this is because we're getting towards like a more hopeful uh, feeling in this particular mm-hmm. like passage. Uh, because first yeah. of all, it's the mandrakes. You know, they're almost ready. Then it's the fact that like no more attacks have happened since Justin and yeah. Lily had the snick. So they're kind of like, well, you know, we could be almost out of this. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe the air of Slytherin is almost done. Or they are done. You know, they're done killing, tr- yeah. attacking, whatever. So. All good things. All good things. <laughs> all good things. Like, the, the only person who wasn't so cheerful, because, like, everyone else is, like, becoming more cheerful. And I think part of it could be that they're also getting closer yeah, to spring. Yeah, that's part of it. But the only person who wasn't cheerful was Ernie Macmillan. He wasn't cheerful. Yeah. He's still like, oh, you know, Harry's the guilty one. You know, Harry gave himself away during Dueling Club and yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's so, true. It's kind of like, oh, Ernie's right. like hung up on Harry being like the heir of Slytherin or whatever. And it makes yeah. sense. Like, if you were Ernie, you would you would be thinking the same things. Uh, just because like he essentially like put all these pieces together and was like, this is it. Like, this makes yeah. sense, guys. And everyone is just kind of like, well, it's all stopped. So, <laughs> and he's like, no. So now it's Valentine's Day. Oh. Okay. Wait, hold on. Wait, before that, though, I forgot about this. I didn't even make a comment, but I'm just going to read it to you. Gilderoy Lockhart seemed to think he himself had made the attack stop. Harry overheard him telling Professor McGonagall so while the Gryffindors were lining up for Transfiguration. I don't think there'll be any more trouble, Minerva, he said, tapping his nose knowingly and winking. I think the chamber has been locked for good this time. The culprit must have known it was only a matter of time before I caught him. Rather sensible to stop now before I came down too hard on him. You know what the school needs? The school needs now is a morale booster. Wash away the memories of last term. I won't say any more just now, but I think I know just the thing. He tapped his nose again and strode off. Sorry, I'm sorry. I don't even remember hearing that, but like... The fact that he said that it, he, the way he said it, it's like he, um, he's already talked to the person who was in charge of the chamber opening, which, um, why, why would he say something like that when he definitely doesn't know who it is? Yeah, I would say to me, it just sounds like he's made it up, just like everyone else. Well, I mean, else yeah, done. which is obviously why no one takes it seriously. But if it had come from anyone mm-hmm. else, they would have been like, "Who did you talk to? Who did this?" Yeah. So. Like, oh, yeah. if he was anyone else, that's not something you want to say. I mean, all he says is, like, the culprit must have known. It was kind of like, oh, well. So, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Oh, <laughs> my God. I don't have a lot about it. Neither do I. Okay. Um, but Hermione was one of the first... 36 people who sent Lockhart a valentine. Like, the first yep. 46 people, I guess. Because he's expecting more or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, it's very yeah. weird. And then, a dwarf chases Harry. Oh, before okay. that, though. I, j- I just want to say, like, no one, no one, none of the teachers, at least, none of the professors, are excited for Valentine's Day. But Lockhart has made it into this yeah. huge deal. And I'm so glad it wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Although I think but it would have been is so dumb. I think it would have been interesting. It would have been interesting, yes. But it's just, I, I'm so glad it wasn't in the movie. Anyways, okay. you can go on. So, this dwarf. <laughs> Wait, 
Maybe, oh, I was going to say, because Lockhart, Lockhart is the one who, like, yeah. brought in the dwarves. He basically went, if you want to send Valentine's oh. to your crush, you know, the dwarves will be delivering it. them. Oh, okay. I'm You're explaining, fine. sorry. Um, so the, dwar- the dwarves are going to yes. deliver Valentine's. So this people. dwarf, <laughs> um, <laughs> I've said it, what, four times, five times? I don't know. A lot Something of times. like that, I don't know. But anyway... This is the last time. <laughs> it finds Harry in the hallway when he's like going to class and um, practically tackles him in an effort to deliver the Valentine. Yeah, because Harry is trying to get away. Yeah, he's like, Harry doesn't no. want it to be such a public thing. He also just doesn't want to get yeah. a Valentine like that. I was like, yeah, also, he just um, doesn't want it. So I was like, a musical Valentine to Harry. Um, but in the in the process of trying to get away from the dwarf, Harry rips his book bag and all of his stuff falls out and his ink bottle smashes all over everything. So now mm-hmm. he has ink all over his stuff and is trying to shove everything back into his ripped book bag, which, like, no, Harry, that's not how that works. It just doesn't work. And so it's taking even longer for him to get out of there than he would have wanted, and now the dwarf has, like, the perfect opportunity to deliver the valentine. Um, And obviously, Harry having all of his stuff on the floor and, like, being in the middle of the, like, hallway, probably, it's causing a roadblock, basically, the dwarf also sat yes, on his ankles. That too. So, <laughs> so Harry made it a bigger thing than it would have been if he had just let the dwarf sing it to him right when it showed up. Yes. Oh, definitely. I'm not really sure why, but maybe it's just how 12-year-old minds work. The Valentine happens, and uh, it's interesting. All right. Right, he said, sitting on Harry's ankles. Here's your singing Valentine. His eyes are as green as a fresh-fickled toad. His hair is as dark as a blackboard. I wish he was mine. He's really divine. The hero who conquered the Dark Lord. So, I think it's interesting. Yeah. But I've seen this theory online. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yes. I know what you're going to say. Where, um, like, yes, it's from Jenny. We know it's from Jenny. But yeah. Oh, yeah. people have this idea that Jenny would never have written something like that. Like, ever. Um, mm. And they... They think uh, that she I, had, like, Tom Riddle help her with writing it through the diary. Uh-huh. And so he was like, oh, you should say this and you should say this and stuff. And, like, of course, Voldemort would reference himself because he's so important. But yes. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, like, I could see Ginny Yeah, but not the whole like thing. The only- like, the beginning well, part, probably. Well, but okay. she wouldn't have been, like... The hero who conquered the the Dark Lord. Who conquered the Dark Lord. Okay, I agree with you there. However, my question then is when did she get with Tom Riddle in the diary to write it? Because Harry has had it for a little bit. Well, she's probably been planning this because she's obsessed with him. Yeah, but when did Lockhart plan the Valentine's Day thing? He only planned it after the attacks had pretty much stopped. So I am going to chalk it up to another convenience. Of Joe's. <laughs> so, so Ginny wrote it, you know, maybe a couple of weeks before Valentine's Day and was like, I'm just going to send it to him, like, as a letter, as, a, as an actual Valentine. And then Lockhart went, you know what? We're going to have dwarves and they can do singing Valentine's. And she was like, ah, perfect. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to say I love the idea of this theory. <laughs> I love it. But I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> 
Although I, I it just, am. It's, it's not Jenny though. That's the thing. I'm, I'm only conflicted about the last line. The hero who conquered <laughs> the Dark Lord. That's the only line That's I'm conflicted why on. I like that theory because it makes sense. It does, but it also doesn't. <laughs> I mean, this whole book series does, and it also doesn't. So <laughs> true. <laughs> That's just a common theme. <laughs> um, I know. But yeah, so I just thought it was funny because that Valentine is literally insane. Yes. And uh, obviously, like, since Harry's stuff is all over the floor, the diary is there because he's been carrying it around with him. And Ginny visibly freaks out when she sees it. Yeah. And, like, I don't think Harry really noticed. No, because he left. Okay, okay. So the whole Valentine thing happens. Um, And then, of course, Percy Weasley comes over and he's like, you know, everyone go, like, the bell rang five minutes ago, go. And Malfoy wound up snatching oh, yeah. up that's the right. diary. That's why Ginny sees it. That's yep. when Ginny sees it. Yeah. And so, you know, he's all like, oh, looky here, looky here. Oh, like, oh, you know, I want to have a look and whatnot. And eventually, uh, you know, Harry yeah. gets it back. Uh, but it wasn't until uh, Malfoy goes, I don't think Potter liked your Valentine much uh, to Ginny that she, you know, like covers her face and like runs off. Yeah, it's so mean. I know. And then, oh yeah, because I said uh, that was mean of Malfoy telling Ginny that Harry didn't like the Valentine and that, like, I was just like, Harry was just an embarrassed 12-year-old. Like, that just, it just makes sense. They're all embarrassed. <laughs> the way Harry, like, yeah. well, but the way that Harry left, though, like, yeah, specifically when you're the target of something oh, like yeah. that, you're oh, yeah. gonna, like, just want to hide. Definitely. So Harry decides to quote unquote go to bed early that night. Well, hold on, or whatever night it is. What, hold yeah, on, but before? before you get to that part, though, because you know, like his his ink spilled over everything in his bag, and yeah. it wasn't until he got to class that he realized. Oh, that, was it on the diary? That's right. Yeah, that there was no ink on the diary. Yeah, like all the pages were fine. So he was kind of like, "Well, that's weird." Yeah. And this makes so much more sense than the movie did, in my opinion, at least. Because, well, you know, as you were about to explain, you know, Harry decides he's going to go to bed early that night. Uh, But while he's going to bed early, quote unquote, uh, he decides to try writing in the diary. Yeah. In the movie, Harry's just kind of like, I guess I'll write in it. Um, But here, he's like, I'm going to write in it and see what happens to the ink. Because all that ink was gone. So I think this makes much more sense than the movie did. Um, That's my opinion. I think I'd have to watch the scene in the movie to have an opinion on it. I would say, because I don't remember... I don't remember how we even got to that scene in the movie. But all I remember is just Harry sitting at a desk with the diary. And just being like, I'm going to write something in it. And then, like, he's like, well, what am I going to write? And, like, a blot of ink drops onto it and disappears. And he's like, hold on a second. So it was... because i'm gonna i'm gonna go look okay have fun did you only watch the part where he writes in it i mean i watched the well i mean yeah essentially like he's like flipping through the book like looking at it like what is this so the whole you have to watch the scene before it what's the scene before it it's when he he and ron are talking to hermione because they skip all of that stuff that we just talked about, obviously. Obviously. Um, in favor of, like, shortening the story. Well, assume, yeah. Assuming. But also, like, just getting to, like, the important points. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
Harry and Ron take it to Hermione, who's still in the hospital wing, oddly enough. Um, is this a deleted scene? No. Are you no, sure? No, this is an actual scene of the movie. Yep. I don't remember this. It is. Hold on. I because it's, it's the part where she's like, well, they wouldn't want it lying around. They probably know all about what's in it and stuff. Like, this is not a deleted scene. Are um, you sure? Yes. Hold on. I'm going to look at my own version. <laughs> okay. But because they I take it to Hermione. While she's and... in the hospital wing? Yes. Okay. That doesn't sound familiar to me at all. Uh, well. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I don't think it's a deleted scene. I'm pretty sure it is because the only time I've ever seen Hermione as a cat was in the bathroom. No, stall. she wasn't a cat. She oh, wasn't she a wasn't. cat. Oh, oh. I've, I've never seen her in the in the hospital wing ever. That has to be a deleted scene. Yeah, because I've never seen Hermione in the hospital wing in a bed, like ever. Oh, it's a deleted scene. Oh, it is. That's why I don't know it. Okay, well that. Okay, anyway, the movie does make sense if you watch the right version of it. Uh, You mean the one that's not the theatrical release? The one that most people would want to watch if they're real Harry Potter fans? Are you calling me not a real Harry Potter fan because I don't own that version? I'm just saying that you probably want to watch it. Well, yeah, but I don't own that. See, you want to watch it, so you are a real Harry Potter fan. Yeah, but I've never seen it, so... That's fine. That's fine. I'll make you watch it. Don't I'm worry. not a real Harry Potter fan, according to Karen. No, you heard that's it not here. what I said. That is you, not what I you said. You all heard it here. I said that you want. if you want to watch it, then yes, you are. You all heard it here. I didn't ever say that she wasn't, so I know I'm right about that. Okay, that but however, I am correct that the movie doesn't make sense because most people know the theatrical release version. I mean, in your version of it. The theatrical <laughs> release version, yes. Okay, so, so do they go straight from um, them being with Myrtle to Harry writing in the diary then? Probably. I literally just closed okay. it. Hold on. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. That's probably what it is. Because the version I have, obviously, I'm pretty sure that the scene that's right before them going to the hospital wing is... It probably is. Um, the scene with Myrtle. Yeah. Give it a second. Because it's it only floating. makes sense that those would be the important parts and not, like, include yeah. all oh, other yeah. random stuff that we don't even know about in the movies. So, yeah, you're right that, like, going straight from Myrtle to Harry writing it is very weird. It's, but it's, it's I don't know why weird. they didn't, I don't know why they didn't keep the scene in it because it's very short and it does provide that information that you need to understand why Harry takes it and is like, oh, like, let me play around with the diary. Yeah, it, it literally goes from Harry picking up the diary in the bathroom to him sitting at a table with the diary flipping through it after it's been all dried off. Oh, well, okay. So so the movie does make sense. I'll agree with that uh, a little bit because... Well, yeah, because he's curious about it. It does make sense. Well, yeah, but... They it, all make it sense. Still, all the versions. It still doesn't make sense as to why he even decided to write in it. Because he wanted to see what would happen. But, like, I'm... Okay, that's the well, thing. Because he's looking at this old diary that looks like it's battered, right? Yeah. And so he's like, well, why are there no words in it? Like, what yeah. happens to the ink when it gets put in there? I'm pretty sure that that's probably the thought that goes in his head. He does look at his ink well and goes, hmm, I'll try it. And so he does. He does. And then he gets a reaction. Okay, you're right. You're right. I know I'm right. <laughs> I think that's the way I would have done it, too, personally. Um, so without your special deleted scene? Yeah. Well, then Even theatrical release version is correct. 
Well, I'm not saying that it's not, <laughs> no. but like the deleted scene just adds to it, it which is it why they should have just kept it in because it's like literally a minute long. Maybe. Well, technically, all deleted scenes add to to it. So mm, no, yes, I disagree. Yes, no, not all. Of them don't do. don't disagree. <laughs> they all. Do. I I know I'm right. Not all of them do. No, <laughs> I've seen a lot of disagree. Harry Potter films with deleted scenes that do not add to the story. They do though. Not it's all part of, them, of the story. No. Not all it's of part of the story. So it adds um, to the story. Not in a good way. I, I mean, it might add that. time to the story, but that's not what I was saying, it's, Colleen. I, I don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't listen to my actual meaning of my words. Cool, exactly. Cool, cool. Yes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, ultimately, the scene does make sense in the book and the theatrical release and the extended edition. I, I still think it makes more sense in the book, though. I, I don't know. I think I like how they did it in the movie more, but that's just me. I would say, like, I definitely like how they did it in the movie more, but the book makes much more sense. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Harry's writing to Tom Riddle. Yeah. Because um, the diary eats his words, and he's like, what the heck? And then Tom Riddle writes back and is like, hello. And then, um, well, yeah, sorry. Harry, so he writes in it, and then he writes, my name is Harry Potter or whatever. And then Tom Riddle really responds, right? Or yeah. he responded right before that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, they're having a conversation now. Tom Riddle knows who Harry Potter is. He's like, oh, yes. The one that I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he's all excited to get to, like, talk to Harry. Um, and so he he pretends like he's innocent um, about the chamber well, hold on. Can I point one thing out before we go, go into ahead. the 50 years ago flashback? Yeah. The way it's written, how Harry gets into the flashback is weird. Oh, of course it's weird. It's weird. Uh, because, you know, like the, the pages of the diary, like, blow through and whatnot until they get uh, halfway through the month of June. Which I'm very curious as to why that was what was chosen for. I don't know. I don't know either. But uh, let's see. Um, Harry saw that the little square for June 13th seemed to have turned to a minuscule television screen. His hands trembling slightly, he raised the book to press his eye against the little window. And before he knew what was happening, he was tilting forward. The window was widening. He felt his body was pet, blah, 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 whatever. I was just like, to press his eye against the window? Yeah. It's just, it's weird writing. It right is. There. But it's Joe, so. It's Joe, like, so, do. yeah. Anyways. Um. You, you <laughs> But yeah, so Harry falls into the diary when he does try to look into the window and stuff. And I wrote that he like falls into the memories of Tom Riddle. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sees, obviously he sees Tom Riddle. And he sees Dumbledore. Well, he sees the headmaster who wasn't, who isn't Dumbledore. It was Dippet. And then later he does see Dumbledore. And so he's like, whoa, well, this is crazy. Before you get to Dumbledore, though, because um, Harry just appears in the headmaster's office where Dippet is, headmaster Dippet is, and yeah. Tom Riddle comes in, you know, and because uh, Dip- Dippet had asked him to come in, he's like, oh, Tom, I read your letter, um, and fortunately, if these attacks don't stop, like, you, I know you made special, special arrangements, but you are going to have to go back to the orphanage uh, for the summer because these attacks aren't stopping. Yeah, and Tom was kind of like, "Well, what if the culprit was caught?" <laughs> it was kind of yeah. like, "Oh, okay." That's right. That's right. He does have that conversation. Yeah, 
And so that's when, you know, Tom Riddle leaves and Harry follows him. Um, and we do see Dumbledore, uh, like right then and there, because Dumbledore is like, Tom, what are you doing out so late? Like, yeah. you should go back to your common room or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So they have their whole conversation about all of that. And then Riddle, like, starts heading to where we think he might be going to his common room or whatever, right? Yeah. Because he just had that conversation with Dumbledore. Well, I don't know that we necessarily think that's where he's going, but I think because he went to the dungeons, yeah, and we know that maybe, that, that maybe he's going to the Slytherin uh, common room, yeah. yeah, and then he winds up not going there, and it's kind of like, um, oh. Yeah, so he goes and hides in, like, a classroom or something? Yeah. For, like, an hour? Yeah. Or, like, Harry says it felt like an hour. <laughs> so, like, he's a 12-year-old, so maybe it was, like, maybe 15 minutes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but he feels like he's been there for a while. And then Tom Riddle finally starts, like, moving again. And he goes to Hagrid, yeah, where... He, he, goes into, Hagrid he goes into, like, this classroom or whatever where yeah. Hagrid happened to be. Cause yeah, Hagrid's talking to something. That's who, was, that's who Riddle was waiting for. He was waiting for yes. Hagrid. Yeah. So Hagrid is talking to something. And Riddle's like, oh, like, you know, you, you probably didn't mean to kill anyone and all of this. Like, he just starts saying these things. Yeah. And Hagrid's like, I didn't do anything. Like, and and he didn't do anything either. Like, what are you talking about? And uh, Riddle's like, Well, I'm gonna turn you in anyway, and they're gonna kill your little pet. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hagrid's like super upset about this, obviously, because like we know that the pet is a spider, and that it's Aragog. Well, we, we do find that out, yeah. Hagrid loves that spider for some weird reason. Yeah. But we know it also wasn't Aragog who did anything. because well, those of us who know the story know it. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, though. Most people probably already know the story. We've true. already given them too yeah. many spoilers anyway. That's true. <laughs> but, like, we know that Aragog didn't do this. Yes. Like, Aragog is more than willing to feast on students who wander. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but... He's not the one in the castle killing people um, or, like, petrifying them. I don't even know how a spider would petrify someone, but that's a, an idea for another day, I guess. I know. <laughs> how <laughs> Wouldn't the teachers be smart enough to know that spiders can't petrify people? Well. So why did Riddle think that I turning mean, unless a spider would... unless these spiders somehow i i highly doubt it but unless these spiders (laughs) somehow do know or uh, well they don't do permanent petrification because this this petrification that happens to these students is permanent until they do this the fix the draft yeah but like for spiders typically like yes they can do some kind of thing that paralyzes their prey but it wears off true yes so that's why I'm saying I don't think Tom Riddle really thought this through very well. But apparently the teachers also just ignored Well, I mean it also things that were questionable about it. it. I mean it also this also could be a specific kind of spider that maybe somehow they are able to petrify their prey for super long periods of time. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. But I'm, probably I'm not. not. Yeah, probably not. But Come on, Joe. <laughs> Yeah. That's not how spiders work. 
But anyway, yeah, Riddle's very clearly showing a very skewed past, and he's putting Hagrid in a very bad light. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he sends Harry out of the memory after Aragog like is sent away, and Hagrid attacks Riddle. Um, yeah. To like stop him from getting Aragog. So Harry's back in his room, and uh, now he thinks that Hagrid opens the chamber yes. of secrets. Can't you make a comment? Yeah. Uh, isn't it weird that Hagrid went to Hogwarts 50 years ago with Riddle? Yes. And Hagrid was a third year. Yeah. When Tom was a fifth year. It's just weird. Because basically Hagrid and Voldemort are two years apart in age. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I, I'm just... I think this is just one of those things where Joe was like, ah, yes, Hagrid loves these kind of creatures. So obviously, you know, Hagrid and Voldemort went to school together. Got yeah. it. She went, arbitrary numbers. Let's go, guys. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's fun. Lots of fun. Um, I don't think those years are accurate. I feel like if she went back to the story and was able to change it, she'd probably try to make them a little bit more accurate. I mean, maybe. Because from what we see, Hagrid is not old. Like, he's not described as looking old or anything yeah. similar to that um, in the book, let alone the movies. Mm-hmm. So, and then Tom Riddle, like, he's also, he's not looking, like, that crazy old, you know? Yeah, but I... Like, when you get to be up to 65... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of starting to look it, okay? Yeah. You're not looking like a 40-year-old. <laughs> Yep. Um, which is what I feel like Voldemort does tend to look like, even though he has that weird face. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like he does kind of tend to look like a 40 He does. I, I definitely so, agree with you there. I feel like she would need to go back and fix those, those I, timelines. I feel like also, with the Horcruxes, I feel like that could possibly age people faster, in my yeah. opinion. Maybe. Uh, so, especially with him looking 40 years old when he's supposed yeah. to technically be 65, it's weird. It's super weird. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. But also, Joe just didn't think that one through. <laughs> um, exactly. So it's fine. I just, I, I st- I'm getting the feeling that, like, at least with the first three books, she didn't really think her series had longevity. Probably, especially with the first two books, you know, where it was kind of like, okay, great. I've been signed on yeah. for, you know, this one and this other one. but Yeah. And then when she realized that people were going to buy her books when she released the fourth one, she was like, mm-hmm. oh. And so I think she started putting a little bit more effort into the story. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. That's just my guess. I have no idea. Um, so we're on chapter 14. Finally. <laughs> Nilius. Fudge. You know what? The funny thing is, is that I yeah. looked at my notes and I looked at your notes and I was like, Mine are longer. well, first that, the fact that you had more notes than I did, but also I thought this episode was going to go by really fast. Well, the thing is we <laughs> took a lot of breaks. I know. So it will be pretty fast. Compared well, to we, we still, ones. we were still going around in at least two different arguments, yeah. if not like three. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it just added to it. It's true. Yeah. Cornelius Fudge. Hagrid likes to help monsters and be friends with them. Yes. That's basically how the beginning of this chapter starts out. They're like, well, Hagrid likes monsters. Yeah. So it's him. 
Probably. Yeah, I was basically like, okay, like, I guess it does make sense that Hagrid could <laughs> have had some sort of giant creature that was going around killing and petrifying people. However, that doesn't seem like a Hagrid thing to do. No, it doesn't. Because they know Hagrid. Yeah. Harry has oh, no yeah. clue who Tom Riddle is, but he's just going to believe some messed with memory. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. You know the real Hagrid, Harry. You know Hagrid. You do not know Tom Riddle. Why are you trusting a stranger well, over one of your friends? You also only know Hagrid as he is now. Like, Hagrid could have That's been true. totally different when he was 13. I guess. Could have. Doesn't but... mean that he was, but... <laughs> he seems to be the same. <laughs> as far as we know, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I guess Harry doesn't really understand how tampered with memories work. Um Yeah. He won't learn about that until the 6th. Well, was this memory even tampered with? I don't know. I feel like it was probably just... I I think it it might have been, like, a real memory that was added on to a little bit, potentially. I don't think so. So I I think this was the actual memory. I don't know. I'm just saying. I know that Tom Riddle, Voldemort, whoever you want to call him... Um, was really good at the memory stuff, so yeah. he could have changed it a little bit and made it seem actually legit. Well, I think it was legit. I think it was probably exactly what happened. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm questioning everything now. I know. We're, we're both <laughs> questioning everything. Um, but why did I write Hermione the ever-intelligent? Was it the part where Hermione says Riddle might have got the wrong person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Hermione, of the three of them, is like, well, I feel like Hagrid didn't do that. (laughs) And and Um, then Hermione does go on to ask, like, do you think we should go and ask Hagrid? Yeah, yeah. She like, she's like, can we just get to the bottom of this? Because like, I feel like he didn't do it. (laughs) And they're like, no, let's wait. (laughs) We won't talk to him yet. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, "Uh, no, we don't want to just go ask him. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. Um, I was shook that they, like, made it to March because... You know what? I I read that comment (laughs) on your notes and I was like, wow, you know what? I was thinking that this morning in terms of 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we made it to March. We made it to March. (laughs) By the way, I'm shook that we both made it to March. By the way, I don't I don't know when uh when this re- episode's being released, but it is currently March 4th. So I'm like, yeah. it's March? When did that happen? March. March. Yeah, and okay. This made me laugh that the mandrakes were ma- like are mature when they start trying to share pots. Because... I I laughed at that too. <laughs> We gotta add in our little sexual innuendos. Oh, yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so it'll be out on the 23rd. No. Yes? <laughs> I don't know. What all have we recorded? Well, hold on. Because the episode that came out... It's the 14th on chapter 7 and 8. So... Yeah, I was right. 23rd? It'll be out on the 23rd. Okay. Yep. Cool. 23rd. Today's the 23rd, guys. No, it's not. It's the 4th for us. <laughs> but when you listen to this episode, it's it, the 23rd might, for it might be. Only if they listen to it on the 23rd. I mean, most people tend to listen to it when it comes out. True, but some people don't. That's true. But, but also, from what I've noticed. But also the question is, are we going to get it out on time? Yep. I'll make sure I do. Yes, I promise. <laughs> okay. 
Am I making a promise in this episode right now? If it's not out on the 23rd, you can all... Shame Karen. Me. Shame me on Twitter. Shame Twitter's. Karen. Shame her on Twitter. Shame me on everything, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I deserve it if I can't get this out when I've already said it like four weeks in advance. Yeah. Or three weeks. Three, I, I would say is. three weeks. Well, yeah, it's three, I guess. Three. three from Tuesday. Yeah. Two from Tuesday? I don't know. Whatever it is. It's three. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Um, Ron makes a comment about how they haven't learned anything in Defense Against the Dark Arts because they're trying to decide what their classes are going to be for the next year. Yeah, my comment about that was, so basically no one knows what classes to sign up for for third year. Yep. yep. That's Pretty what I'm much. getting from this. They, they're they talking about like picking classes and stuff and Percy's like, oh, like you could should do like what what works with your strengths and stuff like things you know did he say that yeah i believe that. and he like tells harry like so you should sign up for divination because it's like muggle stuff and i was like wow that's nice yeah way to be a dick yeah Percy. He, he's like people say <laughs> studies is a soft option but i personally think wizards should have a thorough understanding of the non-magical community <laughs> i was like that makes sense i mean yeah but, but the way he went about it i was like bro <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know because like no percy <laughs> i would say because i mean percy's just kind of like depends on where you want to go it's never too early to start thinking about your future and yeah. i'm like dude when i was 13 i didn't even know what i wanted to do but yeah so i was like divination would not be a good choice but we know that they end up going with it mm -hmm. and hermione it says that hermione signs up for everything yeah so I mean, we know that she does do that and that she ends up needing magical help to be able to get to her classes in the next book. But Yeah, I want to point out, going back to Ron's comments about Defense Against the Dark Arts, mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he says he would have ditched Defense Against the Dark Arts because they're not learning anything specifically from Lockhart. And it's like, okay. okay. And, like, of course, they don't really know if Lockhart is going to continue being their teacher. But it's still kind of like, well, it's still going to be important for them they don't know that yet but it's gonna yeah. be an important subject yeah it is for sure so it's kind of funny that ron wanted to drop it yeah i also think that's funny um yep but i think he was maybe just saying he didn't want to take it that year and he would have signed up for the the next year i mean maybe but because that's what it sounded like knows, but i, don't I know. would say it, it was really just he wished he didn't have to take it with lockhart yeah that's yeah. really what he was saying. So I'm pretty sure that if, like, the next year the teacher had changed, he would have been like, yep, I'll sign up for it again. Yeah, he would have been like, please sign me up for this. Yeah, but I am not 100% sure, obviously. Yeah. They finished this whole scene. They've already, yeah. like, signed up for their classes or whatever. Harry and Ron choose the same classes because he's like, at least if they're awful, I'm with Ron. Yep. <laughs> um, which which I don't think... I don't know. I mean, it's smart, but also I think it's a stupid reason to sign oh, up yeah. for classes. Oh, definitely. It is. Um, but it's still just like, so. thank God. Yeah, you do you, I guess. Because that... <laughs> I feel like that was me, like, every college class I ever took. If it wasn't music... Yeah. Then I was like, I hope I know someone in this class. <laughs> I understand that feeling. Yep. But I definitely I mean, had, I have had. Oh, what? Go ahead. I was gonna say I've definitely had classes where I didn't really know anyone, or if I knew yeah. people, then we weren't friends, and it was just yeah. kind of like, okay, I vaguely know you. Yeah, and those classes have worked out at least for me in the past. So yeah, I think it really just depends on the class. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. 
So, so, um, they head back to Gryffindor. Yes. And Harry and Ron go up to their dormitory. Before they even get there, though. Or, yes. well, no. Okay, I guess it's when they get to the landing or something. But, like, what? Neville is standing there. Oh, yeah. And he's like, Harry, I didn't know who did it. I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and you're like, what? And they walk they in do? to just everything of Harry's just, like, strewn about the place. Like, yep. like his cloak was ripped and, you know, pockets, apart, pockets were turned inside out. Just, you know, the drawer on his dresser was pulled out and turned upside down. Yep. Like, the it's, whole room. Uh-huh. All of Harry's stuff. It's all, it's all messed with. Uh-huh. Well, how convenient is it that literally anyone could have walked up to the boys' dorm- dormitory? I know. But only anyone in Gryffindor. I mean, supposedly. <laughs> Someone else could have gotten the well, password somehow, but I highly doubt it. That's, yeah, that's the thing. I don't think anyone else got the password. At least not in this one. I was like, uh, cause, cause you know, like Harry and Ron have already been to the Slytherin common room. So. Yeah, that's okay. I guess that's a good point. Exactly. So we just assume it's a Gryffindor. Yeah, we're pretty sure it's a Gryffindor. We're pretty positive. Yeah. In fact, we are one hundred percent positive. We are. It's a Gryffindor. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yep. 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 But anyway. <laughs> It's totally ransacked, so they start cleaning it up, like, they're pulling the sheets back on the bed, they're putting all the stuff away, and it's not until Harry's putting all of his books back on, like, his shelf or wherever he had them, that he realizes that the diary is missing. And he's like, well, that's the thing they took. Yep. So, now, they think that they know that the person who's opening the Chamber of Secrets, or, like, well, no, they don't know who's opening it, but they think that whatever that diary was, it's, like, really important, and that um, whoever is, like, connected to that diary that wanted to get rid of it or whatever mm-hmm. is in Gryffindor. Yeah, they at least assume that. Yeah. And I guess that's the end of that scene, right? Yeah, that's basically the end of that scene. Yeah, because uh, Hermione is just kind of like, but only a Gryffindor could have stolen. Like, nobody else knows our password, and Harry's like, yep. Yeah. And, that, and then the next scene is, like, the next morning. <laughs> Big problems, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Quidditch Day! Yeah, it Woo! is. And it's supposed to be Gryffindor against Hufflepuff. Yeah! <laughs> um, and Wood is, like, serving everyone on the team eggs and stuff. Yeah, he's basically and like, you like, need to eat. Well, I'm just sitting here like, why are you serving them when it's literally a buffet and they can just, like, grab whatever is in front of them? Because it's Wood. He's team captain. He wants to make sure his entire team is eating. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> just it's, it's Oliver Wood. You know how he is at this point. I have problems with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, just as a person who would not want someone serving me extra food that I don't want to eat. Oh, I wouldn't want that either, but... <laughs> it's like, um, it makes sense because it's Oliver Wood. Yeah. Um, so they're going to, well, why does, here, I'm going to read my comment and you can just explain why it says that. Okay. Um, Hermione always goes to the library and she's freaking out and wanting to search about what's happening. Goes along with my comment. So basically, um, you know, Harry, Ron, Hermione leave the great hall so that Harry can go and collect his Quidditch things. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're, he, like, they're going to go get that stuff, and Harry hears the voice again. 
And Harry's just kind of like, the voice, like, I just heard it again, didn't you? And Hermione's just kind of like, all of a sudden, just like, Harry, I've understood something. Like, I gotta go to the library. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, hmm, wonder what she understood. Why wouldn't she tell him? I think because she snake. Well, because she wants to make sure she's right about it and can figure out how the snake is getting around before actually telling them. Mm, okay. I would say, I mean, yeah. I still feel like it would have been more beneficial had she told them. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Had she just but... been like, oh my god, I just understood. I think it's a snake, but let me go to the library and find out. But also, yeah. I think she partly didn't want to uh, distract Harry before his oh. game. That's a good point. So it could have just been like, hey, I'm gonna go to the library. Like, I just understood something. Like, yeah. I'll be back. You know, I'll tell you later. But also, yeah. she doesn't she doesn't specify what she just understood. It could have been, like, the homework. Maybe she understood the homework last night. Who knows? <laughs> what a good point. <laughs> Hermione oh, is homework. all about homework. She is. I did write something like that earlier. But anyway, yeah. So she heads off to the library. Um, Harry and everyone head off to Quidditch. Yep. And Harry goes and gets dressed. He gets all ready. He's all excited for his game. Mm -hmm. Um, People are taking, like, practice laps around the field. Yeah, basically the whole team has gone out there and they're warming up and whatnot. Yeah. Um, And then when Harry gets out onto the field, McGonagall's like, oh, actually, the game's canceled. Oh, that's right, yeah. Harry was just mounting his broom when Professor McGonagall came half marching, half running across the pitch, carrying an enormous purple megaphone. Yep. She's like, go home, guys. Go home. And then she's, yeah, she's like, Harry, come with me. <laughs> yeah, she's like, please go back to your house common rooms. Please. Yep. And it's like, okay. Yep. And since Ron is still with Harry at this time. Um, well, no. Ron goes with Ron. Him. Ron catches up to them. Oh. Because Harry was on oh, the field. So- why would Ron be on the field? Why would, well, why, how would Ron get down there? We already know how high up those stands are. He was very fast. He, okay. he fought the crowds just his, to go catch up with them. His little 12-year-old legs <laughs> carried him down that quickly. Yes. Did he fall down the stairs? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Ron shows up, I guess, and McGonagall doesn't say anything, so um, they all just go, and McGonagall takes them to the hospital wing. Yes. Where we find out that there have been two more attacks. Yeah. Um, and the two that were attacked were Penelope Clearwater and Hermione. Yeah. And so clearly Hermione's the reason McGonagall came and got Harry, which I don't know why she wouldn't also try to, like, make sure that she also got Ron. Like, he just conveniently showed up. I think Harry was just the easiest for her to get at that point in time. And it was kind of like, you know, either uh, they can tell Ron later or, you know, Ron will find them. Either way. I guess I could see that. They get taken to Hermione and, like, Mm -hmm. obviously, like, it's going to be real rough to see your best friend petrified. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And since there's two that got attacked, like, they know that, like, something is escalating. Mm -hmm. But they're not 100% sure exactly what is escalating. Just that there were um, two attacks very close together. So... In response to this... <laughs> well, if you're going on, uh, okay. I, I have a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. So so it's mentioned that Hermione had a mirror in her hand. Yes. So that's obviously how she got petrified. But how did Penelope Clearwater get petrified? 
Um, I, I feel like maybe she also had a mirror because they weren't telling them about Penelope. But um, in the movie, we know that Hermione told Penelope to have a mirror. What? Or told someone to have a mirror. Deleted yeah. scenes. No, I don't think it's yes. I no Penelope Clearwater is never mentioned in the movie. I'm not saying that she told Penelope, but like someone, there was someone that she had talked to about how they needed to be walking around with a mirror. No. Mm-hmm. No, that's not in that's not in the theatrical release, I'm pretty sure. She just happened to have a mirror. And they were like, Do you know anything about this? And they were like, Nope. I don't know. I don't know. But it does say so my question though, because reading this it says the mirror was on the floor next to them. So I wonder if Hermione had been talking with Penelope Clearwater about it, especially since Penelope is a prefect. Yeah, maybe. So I think, I think that's entirely possible. It was just kind of like, I'm going to put this mirror here on the ground and I don't know, but I guess it wouldn't make sense for that since, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be on the ground. <laughs> yeah. So why was it on the floor? Because they fell. Why did they fall? Because they were petrified. But why? That doesn't mean that they fell. Oh uh, yeah, it does. Are you sure? Well, okay. Neville gets petrified in the first book, and it's Petrificus Totalis, and he falls. Yeah, it's not permanent that's... petrification, but it still counts. But that is a spell hitting him. Yeah, but they all fall. Can you prove that though? I mean, I'm pretty sure they all fall, Colleen. Can you prove that? <laughs> Was Colin Creevy not on the ground probably when they found him? We don't know. What about the one that they found with nearly headless Nick? Can you name him? He was on the ground. Can you name Justin? him? Justin. There you go. He was on the ground. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I do. I agree. know I'm right. I do agree. <laughs> but I, I still don't understand why it's on the ground. Because it fell out of her hand. <laughs> That's how it works. I don't know why you're getting so hung up on that. I'm so it's like when that one podcast got hung up on that one quote from the first movie. And I was like, that makes no sense to get hung up on because it's stupid. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> it's what easy to that understand. Was. Oh, that one scene? Yeah, where they're oh, like, okay. it's too easy. <laughs> but um, It makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense, yeah. But, um, you know, like if I were Hermione, I feel like Hermione would have been holding that so tightly in her hand. <laughs> Yeah, but that, not Hermione. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry. Did you want Hermione holding it loosely? Like, and if I fall, it falls I don't know. Out. I feel like maybe she was. <laughs> I don't know. I, feel like, I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't have fallen out of her hand. But that's just me. I think it would have with how hard she probably hit the floor. <laughs> uh, I disagree. <laughs> so, because of this set of attacks the entire school now has a curfew of 6 p.m and they have to be escorted to their classes which first of all i've never understood when the teachers put this in place because there are not enough teachers to escort all of the students to their classes right right so you it doesn't make any sense it doesn't you do you guys yeah and uh that the school is getting to the point where it might just have to close if the culprit isn't caught. Yeah. I also want to make, I, I also want to point out that, uh, it also says no student is to use the bathroom unaccompanied by a teacher. Like what are you going to do if someone needs to go to the bathroom in the middle of the class field trip to the bathrooms? Like, yeah, <laughs> probably <laughs> like, what are you going to do there? Are we back in elementary school? Like, come on. Good question. Like, I don't understand. 
Like yeah, I, under- I understand the need to say that and make that a thing where like no one's allowed to go to the bathroom by themselves. Yeah. Um, but I, it's weird. <laughs> a teacher has to go with you to the bathroom. Yeah. And then what's the teacher going to do if they find out the, who or what's attacking or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Very good questions that I do not know the answer to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But um, it's also mentioned that Percy is upset about Penelope and Fred and George think that he's only upset because she's a prefect but mm-hmm. we know better we know better because we're not not just little brothers who are like oh he's always <laughs> so torn up about being a prefect yeah and how difficult it is mm-hmm. i mean first of all he was writing so many letters over the summer yeah and then you know he, <laughs> and, he and this other like ravenclaw prefect just happened to come out of the dungeons around the yeah, and they just happen to be sneaking around down there a lot lately. I know. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I have a comment to make that comes, like, slightly before the person okay. thing, though. Uh, okay. Basically, someone suggests, like, why don't we just chuck all the Slytherins out? Because, obviously, oh, yeah. it's the heir of Slytherin. I remember that. And I was just kind of like, that makes sense. But this also gives me flashbacks, or perhaps flash-forwards to book seven. Because if oh. you... Just because, okay, so I'm specifically thinking of the movie because I don't remember if this happens in the book. I assume it does. But at least in the movie, you know, all the students are called down to the Great Hall. This is like at the end, like before all the fighting starts. And uh-huh. so everyone's called down there. And Harry has just snuck into the castle. And so, you know, Harry sneaks into the Great Hall with them wearing some sort of robe and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, at some point, uh, like after Harry has revealed himself, someone's like, well, like, why don't we just like get rid of all the Slytherins or something? And everyone's kind of like, yeah, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I really don't know. But from what I understand, they basically made all the Slytherins leave or stay in the dungeons or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember that. (laughs) It's something along those lines where the Slytherins weren't allowed to fight. Yeah. It's all, it's all I really concretely remember. Okay. I don't remember, but you're probably not wrong. I might be wrong about the whole... Because I, I know there is a Slytherin girl who is like, well, there's Harry, like, give him. Like, go ahead, like he can go. And everyone else is kind of like, uh, no. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen the movie or watched or read the book. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't know. Al is good. Al is good. Because this has happened and because the whole school is, like, torn apart like this and all that, Harry and Ron make the decision to go talk to Hagrid. Yeah. And Harry's like, I think this is the perfect moment to use my invisibility cloak. Yeah, he's like, I think it's time to get my dad's old cloak out again. Yeah, which, okay, weirdo. I don't know why. I don't know, but I don't know why, but I I feel like when I read this book series when I was younger, you know, like, I felt like the invisibility cloak was a huge thing. Yeah. And we're 259 pages into this book and they're finally bringing it out. Yeah. Like. It's because it's not that big of a deal. It's not. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I'm like, is it a bigger deal in later books or what? Because it seemed like it was a huge deal when I was younger. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. We'll find out. Maybe. 
But yeah, so uh, they decide that they're going to go talk to Hagrid after, like, curfew and everything. Mm-hmm. And so they get the cloak and they put it on and they start heading out, but they realize that the hallways are, like, way more crowded than normal at that yeah. time of night. So they're having to, like, avoid people and teachers <laughs> and everything. You know what my favorite thing about this is? The Snape thing. No. The fact that it says the journey through the dark and deserted castle corridors. Which is not true. Which is not true. Exactly. So that's a lie. <laughs> so I think it's funny. That is funny. <laughs> yep. Definitely funny. They make their way down to Hagrid's hut. Yes. And they like startle Hagrid because he has, I'm sure, some PTSD from what happened before. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so he's just waiting for people to come at him and, like, want to, like, send him off or whatever. Yeah. And so they show up and he's like, oh, it's just you guys. And he lets them in and they, like... This, this was after he opened the door while holding the yeah. crossbow and pointing yes. it at them. Yes. And so they 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 almost start talking, right? Yeah. Like, he, they're, like, says he'll like, make some tea or something. Yeah, I would say, like, Hagrid is, like, bringing out tea and, like, he's given them cups of hot water because he forgot the tea bag and, and like, he's about to, like, put fruitcake on a plate for them when there's another knock at the door. Yeah. Um, and so then Harry and Ron throw their the cloak back on them mm-hmm. and they just kind of stand in the room. Yeah. And that's when um, Fudge and Dumbledore walk in. Yes. So those two walk in (laughs) and Fudge is like, well, Hagrid, like you kind of, you need to leave. Like we need to lock you up for a little bit. Yeah. I also want to point out that, uh, that we, we talked about this in an earlier episode when Ron whispers, he's like, that's dad's boss. (laughs) And it's like, I don't think your whispering is actually whispering. It's because it's not. It's not. Yeah. So it's clear that someone else was in that room. You can assume. (laughs) That or, you know, Fudge just was not paying attention at all because he's just like so so distracted by like what he has to do and what all these other people are telling him to do and blah, blah, blah. And he's just very... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I don't know what word I'm looking for either. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. Scatterbrained. Okay. He's very scatterbrained right now, so maybe he didn't notice. I don't know. But maybe. That's that's my guess, specifically because he's wearing a strange mixture of clothes. <laughs> okay. Because he's wearing a pinstriped suit, a scarlet tie, a long black cloak, and purple pointed purple boots and plus he has a lime green bowler that is okay yeah that's a little so i think he's a little bit scatterbrained at least probably so maybe he just didn't notice maybe but yeah doesn't does lucius show up too lucius malfoy shows up too yes i didn't write anything about him but i know he shows up so he shows up (laughs) after fudge is like oh hagrid you have to leave you have to go to azkaban yeah and then lucius is like dumbledore you have to leave i got all the board members to sign saying you had to leave yeah and hagrid's (laughs) like you know like how many of them did you have to threaten and blackmail before they agreed lucius doesn't say anything to that or (laughs) well he says not really like he says dear Dear, dear, you know, the te- that temper of yours will lead you into trouble one of these days, yep. Hagrid. Yep. 
So that happens. <laughs> uh, Dumbledore is all like, well, um, help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. Yeah. Um, and he literally stares right at Harry and Ron when he says that. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, first Hagrid's being taken away, then Dumbledore yeah. is being suspended of his position. Like, it's nuts, yeah. but it's also completely understood. Yeah. Like, True. if. Like it, it was basically just something that they were waiting to ha- for it to happen, you know. Uh, specifically, true. Hagrid. Like Hagrid knew it was they were gonna come for him. Yeah. Um, but I do wonder how Dumbledore knew where the boys were in there, even though they were under the invisibility cloak. And it could be that Dumbledore. I would say it could be that one, he's just Dumbledore. Two, he heard Ron. Or, you know, like, three, he can quote-unquote read minds. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. But they're both getting ushered out, and that's when Dumbledore says his little thing about help. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves with Lucius. And then it's just mm-hmm. Fudge and Hagrid in the hut. And Hagrid looks like he wants to say something, but yeah. like also doesn't want to give away that Harry and Ron are there. So he's all like, well, uh, if anyone wants to find some stuff, just follow the spiders. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so then Fudge is like, what the heck is wrong with this guy? And they leave. <laughs> yeah, Fudge, Fudge just stares at him in amazement. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. So then they, they peace on out of there. <laughs> yeah, and then Hagrid, like, right before they're actually out the door, Hagrid's like, oh, and uh, someone will need to feed Fang <laughs> while I'm away. It's like, okay. Yeah. And Fudge is obviously oblivious to everything. Yep, 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 because he's scatterbrained right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But that's the end of that chapter. Yeah. Woo. So we made it. I thought this episode was going to be much shorter, and it wasn't. I mean, it's shorter than our normal ones. Because there was a decent amount of time in there that I'm going to have to cut out. Yeah. I guess we should keep keep it magical! We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on both Twitter and Instagram at BMM underscore Oh My. We have finally launched our website and our Patreon. Yay! Woo! Be sure to check out the website at bmmohmy.wixsite. That's W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash bmm underscore oh my. You can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.ohmy at gmail.com. Our socials, website, Patreon, and email address can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye. Bye.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 